Welcome to the You Are Light podcast. My name is Gus and I'm your host. Thank you for taking a moment out to join me today as I discuss Thanksgiving. It's not a myth, it's a miracle. Please stay with me. Welcome back to the You Are Light podcast. Again, thank you for joining me today. Today, I discuss Thanksgiving. It's not a myth, it's a miracle. And before I get started, I would like to acknowledge a few new partners. Shouts out to Miss Jane Kipola. Thank you, Jane. Jane is a new partner and new friend, and I welcome your presence and participation. I would also like to shout out, to give a shout out to Vedanta Institute out of Houston, Texas. I really appreciate your presence. Uh, God bless you and the Swamis there at the Institute. We are uh, Christian-based. However, I believe that consciousness is global and interfaith and interreligious and interconsciousness. There's one universal consciousness, and I am thankful that uh, we have some friends out of Houston, Texas, who decided to join with us. Thanksgiving. It's not a myth. It's a miracle. The holiday itself is mythical. Yes. It's not a celebration that's celebrated globally. And there has been much talk about how this mythical dinner between Native Americans and pilgrims uh, actually took place or how it didn't take place. But that is not the purpose of this podcast. The Thanksgiving I'm speaking of is the ultra dynamic of giving things. First Thessalonians chapter five. This letter written to the church of Thessalonia is a powerful testament to the awesome strength, the awesome power of giving thanks. This past week, I was listening to radio and a very uh, talented radio talk show host talked about how uh, it's quite common for folks to have a list of what to be thankful for. And they decided that they wanted to create a list of what they're not thankful for. And I was in I was in the car as I heard this and I thought it odd actually. I said, who would want to create a list of what we're not thankful for? Uh, and uh, a senior, an, an elderly woman who actually called in, she said she was 86 years young. And she spoke very softly. She gave her name and I, I can't recall what her name was, but I do remember what she said. She said, I want you to know and I want your listeners to know that I was raised and I still believe having been on this planet for over eight decades. I believe that in all things we should give thanks. Through the good, through the bad, we should give thanks. And there's little need to give oxygen to those things we aren't thankful for. 
because our grateful heart is too focused on born, on being thankful for what we have. I thought that was a powerful testament to a heart and spirit of gratitude. I thought it was an awesome testament to the spirit of Christianity, to the spirit of a person who is conscious, a person who is awake and who is living in their light. <clears throat> her words, this elderly woman, her words resonated deep within me as I was driving. And it was then that I began to think about 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 to be specific. It reads, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, before I begin to explicate, explicate or decide to spend more time on this verse, let me talk about the chapter as a whole. The writer opens the chapter up with, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say, There is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us, hallelujah, be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love for and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. Verse 12. But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Now, I want to pause here. This is a text. This is a verse that is used very often for religious leaders and pastors and, and, and others, ministers, 
And this is used on uh, uh, a pastoral anniversary or, or a ministerial anniversary. But let, let me just share this with you. In this text, the writer is not making a distinction that's based in hierarchy. The writer is not saying that one who works or labors in the field of the Lord is more important than the one who's in the field for the harvest. The writer here is not making a, a distinction between the divine and the carnal. Uh, uh, the one who is educated and the one who is uneducated. The one who wears a cloak and the one who has no cloak. There's no distinction made here. There's simply a request, a command, if you will. There's this declaration that says, listen. Respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work, not because of who they are, but because of the work that they do. Be at peace among yourselves. 14. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, not sometimes, not most of the time, not when you feel like it, but the writer says rejoice always. Always, hallelujah, pray without ceasing. I'm going to pause right here. How in the world, I used to think this, how can one pray without ceasing? I mean, we have to work. We, we have to go to school, some of us. We, we're raising our children. Uh, those of us who are uh, 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 working in a hospital or driving trucks or, or what have you. How in the world... Can we pray without ceasing? How in the world can we communicate with others when we're constantly praying? And I, I, I thought about it. I said, now, wait a minute. Now, we don't want to be creatures who are so heavenly high that we're no earthly good. Uh, I, I'm trying to understand this, Lord. This is what I used to, I used to think about. And then it came clear to me as I began studying and praying that prayer here, prayer is a posture of the heart, mind, and spirit. Prayer puts us in a mode of constant submission to the spirit and presence of God. And so what the writer is saying is, listen, Without ceasing, you are to have a life or live a life that is constantly subject to the spirit of the living God. You are to have a life that is full of light. And here we come to verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now here's where for many, many, many years I've heard this text misinterpreted. 
misquoted, misused, and in some instances outright abused, causing chaos and confusion to the listener. Let me give a disclaimer before I continue. Before you think that I'm suggesting that my interpretation is the ultimate and greatest interpretation, let me allow you in on something that is not my intent. I was once asked in seminary by a professor. He wasn't just asking me, he was asking the class. He wanted us to write one simple statement about what we believed the best interpretation of scripture is. My response was this. The best interpretation of scripture is the one that constantly evolves. Thus, it's incomplete. What I mean is, the interpretation comes at the level of our consciousness. And we are never fully at the full actualization or full manifestation of our divine consciousness until we leave this mortal body. But I will say, as a means of a starting point, as a means of common sense interpretation, listen to me. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. For many years, I've heard people say, whatever you're going through, whatever circumstance you find yourself, that is the will of God concerning you. So regardless of how dark it is or how light it is, give thanks. That's a hard, coarse, and callous reality for some. What a pill that would be to swallow. To think about the sin that I've brought upon myself and the conditions I've created for others, whatever they may have been. That is something I ought to be thankful for if I've created a circumstance that seems like my own dark conclusion is the writer here telling me that even then should I give thanks because this is the will of God? Absolutely not. Is it the will of God for me to suffer through adversity for the causes that I've created based on my own dark sinful nature? It most certainly is not. Is it to say that regardless of what I do, I'm living in the will of God because this is the will of God concerning me in Christ Jesus? Absolutely not. What the writer is saying is, listen, first of all, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Listen, 
The will of God is not the circumstances. The will of God is that we give thanks. Hallelujah. Despite what you're going through, despite what you've been through, despite what you know you're about to get yourself into, take a moment to give thanks. Hallelujah. Because if you give thanks beforehand, hallelujah, you won't find yourself underhand. Jesus, the hand of adversity, the hand of dark sinfulness, the hand of unnecessary suffering, the hand of impeding your you're impeding your growth because you've made a move that's outside of the will of God concerning you. Give things in all circumstances. Regardless of what you have decided for yourself. Or regardless of the fact you've decided to submit yourself unto the Lord. In all circumstances, it is the will of God that we give thanks. This is pre-circumstance. This is current circumstance. And this is post Circumstance. In other words, our giving thanks and the will of God are connected. The circumstances are not in any way a condition to either. There should be no condition on giving thanks. Because that is part of the will of God. So some of you who are listening, who found yourselves many times asking, well, what is the will of God? Well, if nothing else, you know. Will of God. Is to give things. To give things. The writer goes on to say, do not quench the spirit. You see, when you don't give things, you risk Quenching the spirit. Hallelujah. But do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Don't take people just at their word all the time. Tested. Someone comes to you and says, the Lord told me to tell you. Okay. Because if it's a prophet, the Lord is only speaking a word of confirmation. Of something that you already know deep inside. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every evil form, every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, not partially, not simply laying hands upon your head, but may. The God of peace himself, hallelujah, not a woman or a man, but let the Lord God himself, hallelujah, sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body, three parts, spirit, soul, and body, be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you in faithful is faithful. And he will do this. Beloved, 
Pray for us, the writer says. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss. I solemnly command you by the Lord that this letter be read to all of them, not just to the leaders, not just to those who give tithes and offerings, not just to those who can read and write, not just those who seem to be clean and got a special mask on their face, not just those who pulled up in a Lexus or a Mercedes, not just those who didn't come by way of public transportation, not just those who have fancy sandals on their feet, but even unto those who are in prison. Those who find themselves living life at the bottom line. Those who seem to think that life is about suffering. Even unto those who believe that they are the least, the lost, and the left out. Read this letter to all of them. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Give thanks, my sister. Give thanks, my brother. In all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thanksgiving. It's not a myth. It's a miracle. If you don't know of the will of God, there's at least one element of God's will that you now know, and that is to give thanks. Thank you for joining me for this episode of You Are Light. Remember, give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God concerning you and Christ Jesus. Not the things, but giving thanks. And when you do, you increase your light. So you may as well do it now. And that is, turn your light on. God bless you. See you next time.